today to This Needs to Be Said, TNTBS, and I am your host, Catherine Waddell. There is such a need for people to be able to be truthful today. We've been tactful all around the world, and in the midst of that, trying to fit in so we conform, we want to be accepted. Then one day you ask yourself, what is my truth? While digging through a lot of baggage, gathered from wanting to belong somewhere and not sure what you believe, there's a crying out for all those things that should be said that are not being said. No longer will we pretend that there are no issues to address or that we are only going to talk about certain ones. This show, coupled with our blog site and our website, will be the beginning of you finding your way. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. You were thinking it? We're going to talk about it. Thank you so much for joining us. It is Monday, and we're going to get ready for our Mindset Minute. We'll hear something from Rhonda Nails, the success instigator. We're going to talk to Coach Tony Ustry, and we're going to get up to speed what's happening in the world of politics. Listen, if you haven't had an opportunity to follow me on Facebook, you want to do that, especially today. Why do you want to do that? Because I've put together such a beautiful salad. Have you ever had your food talk to you and tell you what to add to it? I had a potato talking to me yesterday, and it said, add real butter, salt and pepper, and then once you get me on your plate, put some sour cream on it like you would a baked potato. It just kept creating itself. I started out simply boiling some potatoes to make some homemade mashed potatoes, and things just went crazy. Same thing happened with my salad on today. And so I posted a picture of that. Lunch was delicious. I hope yours was too. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. But that's going to give you time to take out pen and paper because you know what? Class is in session. <laughs> but y'all ever been hungry in church? How many of y'all in here ever been hungry in church? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 You, you ever got so hungry in church? <laughs> so you start looking forward to taking communion? <laughs> Come on, Pastor, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Oh. Wrap it up. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you the time when you be the homeless, though. And y'all know, it's when you be on that fast, am I right? And I don't know why they call it a fast. Because the men go by super slow. <laughs> y'all, one time, y'all, our pastor told us to fast. He had them preaching and everything. He said, I want y'all to fast. Tomorrow. I was like, hold up, tomorrow? I need a warning. What you think? Look, I want tomorrow. Man. He said, I want y'all to fast from 6 
to six. Not at six in the morning, to six in the evening. I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So I woke up the next morning feeling good. I was like, today I'm going to fast from six to six. Six or three out of nowhere, I just start smelling biscuits. Six or seven, I was leaving hardest. Y'all know. There was nobody but the dog. Oh. I am a dreamer of the dreams woven. Supporting that world. Dreams woven into reality. With a support system to help my business. And entrepreneurs like me stay on track. Are you a dreamer? Do you need guidance or accountability to stay on track? Or simply want others excited about your dream as much as you? Well, let's grow together. No excuses. Go to DreamsWovenSupportNetwork.org. Go to DreamsWovenSupportNetwork.org. Come on and live your dreams with me so I can breathe. Everyone likes free stuff, right? What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough, so why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project.org hyphenpush.org. Hi, this is Deanna Heiliger from me to the power of we.com with a segment of Mindset Minute. Today we are going to talk about taking your focus off of your problems. And I know that we all have problems that we deal with. We all have ailments, we all have business problems and family problems and things that we deal with daily. I'm not saying that we don't have those. But what I want to stress today is that we are going to focus on not focusing on our problems. Now, I tell my children this a lot. I have four daughters, and sometimes, as you know, if you have children or grandchildren, that if they stub a toe or they get a little cut on their finger or something that we would consider minute, that's all they can think about. Oh, my finger, Mommy, my finger, it hurts so badly. And what I tell them is what I'll tell you is why don't you focus on all the thousands of other body parts that you have that are feeling good instead of that one little square centimeter of your finger that's cut. And sometimes they buy it and sometimes they don't. But we can apply this to our lives as well. So I had an ailment not too long ago with my ear. And when I was focusing on my ear, it felt like I was Focusing on it, the minute I woke up, I'd, is my ear better? 
I'd fall asleep thinking, God, I wish my ear would feel better. So I was focusing on it. And it's so easy to get consumed when something is bothering us, whether it's physical or emotional or something with our business or our family or our home. And I was consumed. And I also realized that when I was helping somebody else or when I was taking my focus off of my problems, I forgot about my ear hurting. So we can do that in our lives. It's a choice. We can focus on what's bothering us or we can focus on everything that's going great. Now, I'm not suggesting that you ignore your ailments. If you need to go to a doctor, go to a doctor. If you need to fix something or make something right in a relationship or with your business partner or in life, don't ignore it. It's not going to go away. You need to get the proper care. But what I'm suggesting is that you don't focus on the bad stuff. Focus on everything else that's going right in your life and those things will work themselves out or you go and you get it fixed and then you move on. So this is our Mindset Minute. You can reach me on my website, which is www.metothepowerofwe.com. You can connect with me through all my social networks there. You can read my weekly blog and listen to my archived radio shows. I would love to connect with you. Until next time, thank you. Bye-bye. Have you ever wanted to feel more balanced? Do you wish you felt complete and whole? Do you want to be well-organized and grounded, more joyful and less stressed? Would you like to have a positive outlook on life, which will in turn enable you to feel empowered? Then join us at www.metothepowerofwe.com where you will be inspired and stretched to become a better you and to discover your personal journey to greatness because together is better. Are you or someone you love one of the 100 million Americans who are dealing with diabetes or prediabetes? At bloodsugarpros.com, we know that dealing with diabetes can be frustrating and overwhelming. Trying to keep your blood sugar levels in a healthy range is a hard balancing act. Bloodsugarpros.com is an online global community dedicated to helping people manage their blood sugar easily. Stop by today and get the support you deserve www.bloodsugarpros.com You've wanted to be an author, but you think that you can do it alone. You believe that your publisher or your distribution company can turn your book into a bestseller and generate a substantial profit for you, but you have been disappointed because what you expected is not what you have received. You need support. You need someone who believes in your vision of becoming a successful author as much as you do. Book Marketing 101 Authors Coaching Group is just for you. Frustrations and stressful marketing becomes a fleeting memory when you have someone to help you overcome the challenges. To find out how $7.97 per month can help you grow your author platform, visit us online at www.angelbarino.com and take control of your author and book platform today.
Has anyone ever told you that you should put your story in a book? Do you have a passion for a well-put-together story? Either of these scenarios will make for a great book, but if no one knows it exists, it doesn't matter. Having a great story but failing to properly market it will leave you feeling defeated. Book Marketing 101 with Angel B is the solution. She offers answers to your questions in her latest three-step video e-course. It takes you from step one of pen to paper all the way up to getting the word out about your bestseller. Check out the website at www.bit.ly forward slash angel be booked today. For more details, start your e-course immediately in the comfort of your home. Go to www.bit.ly forward slash angel B book and start spreading the news. Hey, this is Rhonda with Project Push and just want to go over um, what you tell yourself daily today and just have a quick question and a few things that I want to discuss. So my question to you today is, would you trust your doctor if he or she had enough faith to write your diagnosis? What about, what about your next surgery? Would you have enough faith to just, uh, you know, just, if they just believed enough to perform your next surgery, would, would that be enough if they just believed in themselves? Probably not, right? Because we want to ensure that our caregiver or whoever it is whatever professional that is, has enough education and belief for the task in hand. That's why we send them to medical school or we send them to law school or whatever that is so that they can train their brain and their body exactly what they need to know for the task at hand. So with that being known, why should your success journey be any different? So what is it that you're training your, your brain to do? That's the question. What are you training it for? Are you training it to think about lack? Are you training it to think about debt? Uh, Are you training it to think about bad relationships? You see, when you do that, you feed the problem, and then you hope that the tooth fairy is going to drop you a line, right? Well, what conversation do you have with yourself daily? You know, do you talk to yourself? What do you say to yourself? What, What I really need to say is how is it that you set up your day? Do you say, oh, I'm so tired, oh, oh, God, my goodness, it's just too early, oh, Lord, it's Wednesday, it's only Wednesday. Well, it's time to retrain and re-educate your brain and emotions and tell them who exactly you are and what you were created to do. And you do that by creating the next step. You implement a personal invoice that states what your mind and your body have to pay. You see, I'm talking about a daily decree, a daily statement, or your daily mantra, something that you tell yourself every single day. Why do you need to do this? Well, because what you've been doing has not worked, and whatever invoice you've been submitting to your brain is way past due and probably in collection. So what you want to do is you want to write, speak, and listen to your daily direction. So, okay, you're you're probably asking, okay, how do I do that? Well, the first thing that I do is I find a biblical scripture that I can relate to because that's my foundation. So I relate to Psalms uh, chapter 1, verse 3, where it talks about being planted by the rivers of water. And then I build off of that scripture. It says some other things, but, you know, I build off of that one scripture. And I create the daily and the full life that I want to walk in. So you have to ask, ask yourself, what is it that you want? What example uh, do you want to display to everybody? 
you have to make a list of the things that you want out of life, and then once you have made the list, turn it into a direct statement to yourself. So here is my daily mantra. This is what I tell myself every single day. I am a tree planted by the rivers of water who produces fruit in every season. My leaf does not wither, and everything that I do prospers. I am a creative, healthy, loving being who is designed on purpose, with a purpose, and for a purpose. As long as I have breath, I will, I will give, and it will be given back to me 100-fold. I am favored, and I am in high demand by people who respect my gifts, my talents, and my expertise. My waiting list has a waiting list because I am genuine and sincere about my purpose, and I will not leave this earth before I influence the hearts and the minds of at least one million entrepreneurs. My family, my health, my businesses, and my entire life prosper, and they are protected because I walk with the master. That is my daily mantra, and that is what I demand, and that is what I invoice myself every day to make sure that I pay. This is Rhonda Nails of Project Push, where the push stands for Pursue Until Success Happens. You can connect with me uh, via my website, which is www.project-push.org. And we'll see you next time. Everyone likes free stuff, right? What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough, so why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project-push.org.
before they are started, from the lack of resources or something as simple as not having a plan. We at Dreams Woven Support Network are here to guide you and help you sharpen your vision as you move forward in business. The time is now for you to create the life you want and to leave a legacy that your family can be proud of. To discover just how $8.97 a month will be the best investment you make for your business, we invite you to listen to a free call at www.dreamswovensupportnetwork.org. Dysfunctional families are part of our modern reality just as much as global warming and pollution. Sadly, Bullying, peer pressure, and feelings of angst and confusion are also part of how we experience life on a day-to-day basis. Eric Daniel Schein and Teresa A. Gates took all these things and combined them with fantasy-related elements, myths, and legends, thus creating a touching and inspiring story of pain, change, and joy. The Monster Junkies, an American family odyssey, is a heart-touching novel about tolerance and acceptance. The author said that each and every single one of us is a monster junkie because we wear masks on a daily basis, be it at work, in school, or when we hang out with our friends. We must learn to go beyond the surface level, beyond the mask and the labels, and see people for who they really are. The Monster Junkie, an American family odyssey, Being a normal family is a state of mind, is a book geared towards teens. 
and one we encourage you to go purchase today in the Kindle store for just 99 cents. The book is also available in hardback and paperback. Order your copy today at http colon forward slash forward slash bit dot lee forward slash monster junkies. That's M-O-N-S-T-E-R-J-U-N-K-I-E-S. Order your copy today, The Monster Junkies, An American Family Odyssey. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. Tune in weekly to Living and Thriving with Rusty. Inspiration on tap. Rusty explores topics related to mind, body, and soul. For more information, go to her site at rustymcdonald.com. <laughs> not McDonald like the farmer, or certainly not like the fast food, but more fulfilling than a happy meal. Living and Thriving with Rusty. Inspiration on tap. Tune in weekly to Living and Thriving with Rusty, life coach, radio talk show host, single mom, and blogger. If you missed the J. Rowe Show, shame on you. Here's what you missed. I was, I was, I was. <laughs> oh, Cheryl, baby. Oh, Cheryl, girl, you know. This makes me feel, this makes me feel something, baby. Yes, baby. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Baby, baby. Oh, Cheryl, baby. I got, I got a spoken word for Cheryl. Cheryl, can I be your ex? That's the name of a girl. Cheryl, baby, can I be your ex? Which means I could be your next lover, baby. I want you to touch me, baby. Come on, baby. Will you be my girlfriend? Say yes. And then break up with me real quick so say no. And then, baby, so we mean you can do the wild thing, baby. Yeah. <laughs> girl, girl, I love you, baby. You my girl. But I got to break up with you because you know you rock my world, baby. I want to touch you. I want to feel you, baby. Come and get me. Come and caress me. I am yours, girl. Yeah. Why are you playing, Jay? Oh, yeah, Cheryl. Take that with you, Cheryl, and be blessed, my love. Be blessed. Be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> See what you've been missing? The Jay Rouse Show, Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and on Saturday, 5 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on BTR Radio. Let Brighton Travel help you with your getaway vacation or cruise. We're a full-service agency, so we specialize in honeymoons, hotel, air, and car rental as well. Call today at 704-491-3528, or you can reach us on the web at brightontravel.com. want a place to talk about the things that you thought about 
but we're afraid to talk about? Join us every Friday night at 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Let's Just Talk Radio with your hosts, Juan G. And Ebony. You know, I've been waiting for about 30 seconds to say my name. I don't know why you dragged it out so far, but I'm so happy just to be, just to have this opportunity to well, be able to talk. Well, we talk about life. Because, you know, this is Let's Just Talk Radio. Relationships. But I never get a chance to talk. I, have you realized Love. that? I just realized that. Let's just talk. But I never get a chance to talk. Let's just talk radio. <laughs> Join us every Friday night at a new time. 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Let's just talk. Hi, this is Deanna Heiliger from me to the power of we.com. Thank you for joining me for this segment of Mindset Minute. Today we're going to be speaking about the benefits of complaining. And I use this title just to pique your interest because there simply are no benefits to complaining. I just wanted to get you here to listen. Uh, Now, burning off a little steam every once in a while is very normal, very healthy. But what I'm talking about is idle and perpetual complaining. That has absolutely no positive outcome. And we all have people in our lives. And you may be one of these people. you got to really take a look at yourself. But we have people in our lives who complain, complain, complain about everything. There's absolutely no gratitude that comes out of their mouths. And instead of focusing on the wonderful parts of their lives, they choose to give all their energy to the dark side. That's what I call it. Why do people do this? I don't understand because I believe, I think, and maybe you agree that complaining is ugly. It's draining. It's unproductive. It's self-consuming. It's, it's a natural repellent. I do not want to be around people who complain all the time, and, and you probably don't either. So we're, we really need to look at ourselves and see if we're one of those people. Uh, complaining does not solve anything. In fact, it tends to attract more things to complain about because what we focus on comes to us. So if we're constantly complaining about something, it's going to keep coming into our life. That's just a fact. I have a quote that you will love. You may want to write this down. Complaining is like secondhand smoke. It affects everyone around you. And isn't that the truth? When you complain, you're not just, uh, you know, justifying your, your feelings. Everybody around you feels it. They feel that energy. There's very low vibration to the words that come out about complaining. Even if you're complaining inward in your attitude, you're vibing out that, and people can feel that. So why do people complain? We really all have so much to be grateful for. And you may want to ask yourself this. Why do I complain? Yes, I do find that I complain about this and that. But I've found through observing people, I love to watch people and listen to them, but people complain for a few reasons. They To get attention, people commiserate with them and, oh, yeah, I agree and blah, blah. Um, consciously or unconsciously, they are playing the victim. That's really what they're doing. Oh, they want the attention and woe is me. Um, they want people to feel sorry for them. And maybe it gives them justification for their sour mood. They may be feeling sad or angry or jealous or what have you irritated, frustrated, and it justifies their bad mood. So um, actually some people are very comfortable complaining. I think they've done it so long that, that it's just comfortable, and they may maybe don't even realize that they are complaining. But like I said, it's a natural repellent, and if you are complaining, you may notice that um, people maybe don't want to be around you or they kind of make your, their visits short with you. So let's focus on that. Let's turn this around We all have situations that are unpleasant or uncomfortable. We all do. We're human. Um, We really need to ask ourselves, do I need to complain about this? Um, We can turn it around and say, you know what, these situations are here for a reason, and I probably need to be learning a lesson, 
And in that regard, we can look at these situations as gifts. And if we're open to this gift, that means we're open to the lesson and to the growth. And then we can move onward and upward, and that's very empowering and very freeing. Now, if there's a recurring situation or an ailment in your life, you really need to question why. Because um, uncomfortable things keep happening because you've not yet learned the lesson. So once you recognize, wow, this situation keeps happening, and I can either complain about it and keep living it and reliving it, or I can kind of stop and think, what's my part in it? How can I learn and grow from this? And then you're going to move on and, and have other things come into your life to teach you bigger bigger lessons. So do you need to adjust your thinking thinking? And is your bad attitude vibing out negativity? Do you have a victim mentality? Do you continually have your own pity party? These are things that you need to ask yourself and be real honest. There's a vicious cycle here. Complaining equals blaming. And when we blame, we are not taking ownership. And when there's no ownership, we are playing the role of the victim. So if we are responsible for our lives, then there's no one to blame. We have to take our part in it and own up and be responsible, and that way you are not the victim anymore. The definition of complaining is to express grief, pain, or discontent. So complaining in itself is not bad if it's a starting point. But when you permanently hang out there, that's when it's a problem. So we don't want to wallow in complaining. We want to express it, get it out, solve it, and move on forward. So thank you for joining me for this segment of Mindset Minute to continue your journey to be a better you. Connect with me at me to the power of because together is better. I want to compose you, write you into my sheets like Gershwin, craft midnight music with my fingertips, then place lyrics on your skin with my lips. Intro insatiable, 16 kiss verse, hooked on your exhale, 16 stroke verse 2, anticipation bridges one minute to the next. 16-stroke verse again, orgasmic outro, classical, you are my Rhapsody in Blue. Get in the lane. Talk to you. 
everyone likes free stuff, right? What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough, so why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project-push.org. Hey everybody, this is Rhonda Nails, a.k.a. The Success Instigator, and today I'm going to be talking about what a success instigator does. Now, before we even get into what a success instigator does, I guess you need to know what a success instigator is. You know, a lot of people, they, they want to know what it means and, and what is it that I do. Well, today I'm giving you the breakdown of what a success instigator does and and where I got the name from and, you know, just a little bit about what it is I actually do. Now, before I can get into what I do, let me give you a little background about why I'm qualified to do what I do and why I do it. When you are little, you you never realize the impact that um, one moment is going to have on the rest of your life. And my moment happened so quickly and so suddenly that I really don't remember life before age five. You see, at age five, I had a very traumatic accident occur, and I became blind in my left eye. And I've been blind in my left eye since age five. And because of what I thought was uh, a disability, a curse, uh, you know, an impairment, I acted out. I rebelled, and I resisted who I truly was. And I was looked at differently because I always wanted to, you know, I always wanted to fit in. And I got in trouble uh, because I wanted to fit in. And because of that, you know, it was the attention that I could only give myself is what I eventually realized. Now, as the teenage years set in, it was apparent that, I have some sort of voice. However, the way in which I chose to utilize the voice, it got me in more trouble. You see, when you fail to realize uh, your purpose when it comes knocking, life has a way of providing what I like to call wake-up calls. And my wake-up calls were rape, depression, being a teenage runaway, becoming a single mother and a uh, domestic violence survivor, and probably a slew of other titles that I could name off. Now, fast forward several years, and in a brief snapshot, I've graduated from college, and I've already worked in the corporate world as a business coordinator, as a manager, as a compliance specialist, all those fancy titles in the corporate world. But in 2005, I became a notary, um, and really it was just as a means to earn additional money every now and then. And I did that by becoming a notary signing agent. And by 2009, I had launched my own statewide notary contracting business. And basically what I did was contract notaries within the state of North Carolina uh, for the same assignments that I was getting in. I would contract with different companies. And then by the end of 2010, and at the request of one of my clients, 
um, I was nationwide. I was contracting notaries I had never met in Hawaii or New York. I had some even in Alaska. They were in almost every state. And signature notaries, that is my nationwide notary business, and, and, and it serviced well over, you know, 3,000 clients and counting. Now, with all that being said, in the same year, what I withheld uh, in the same year, 2009, um, with absolutely no savings to my name um, due to a scandalous loan modification, um, the transmission in my car fails, and my house is preparing to be sold within seven days uh, on the court, courthouse steps. And my husband and I, we have no, no choice, no option um, to save our house except to file bankruptcy. And this was one week after my 34th birthday. And all this happening within 60 days. And when I mean... 60 days of, of going through, you know, the transmission fails, we have no money in our account, our house is getting ready to be sold, all that muck was happening. But between all that muck, purpose was happening, and I never realized it. Now, I thank God for a really good memory because I was sitting at home one day, and I was sitting at the kitchen table, and I started remembering the story uh, that my dad told me the same night that the police brought me home from one of my teenage runaway stints. And you have to understand that my dad was a former Marine drill sergeant. And if you know anything about drill sergeants, they yell and they yell a lot. So I was prepared uh, for the yelling uh, of a lifetime when I walked in this door with this police officer. However, um, he took me into the garage, which I got even more terrified about. But he, what he did was he explained the story and the incredible journey of the butterfly. And he explained how a caterpillar's journey into um, becoming a butterfly uh, is, is the process in which it goes through. And remembering that story in 2010, I wrote down four letters, P. U-S-H. And today I can stand here as a living witness to those four letters, P-U-S-H. And those four letters to me represent my journey of going from caterpillar to butterfly. And those four letters mean pursue until success happens. You see, what I eventually realized was that physical impairments, money issues, and life simple and even complex problems, they are no match when it's time to pursue your purpose on purpose. Now, I created the organization Project Push, um, you know, whose dedication and commitment is to promote and, and educate and, and even instigate the next level of witnesses who, once like me, were at the fork in the road between giving up and giving in. So whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur, um, a novice, or you just want to know what this purpose thing about is about, connect with me at my website, which is project-push.org. Now, you want to know where did I get the success instigator from? Well, what I know about my shirt, my, what, what I know about myself for sure is that I don't like running with the crowd. 
I don't like mainstream, and I certainly don't like being part of the status quo. Now, what I do like is being creative and being the underdog who did exactly what they said I could not do. And best of all, I love instigating. Now, I coined the term because of my ability to turn a negative into a positive. You see, everybody, everybody knows that, that when you hear the word instigate, they usually think of someone who's trying to start a fight or an argument, someone who, who's trying to stir up something, right? Well, what I wanted to do was take a negative that was supposed to end in a bad result and turn it into a positive, something that nobody expected. You see, I don't want to see, I don't want them to see me coming. All the turmoil and all the trouble in my life, I feel like it was only brought on so that I could learn how to take what was given to me and create an incredible underdog story. It's essentially about taking lemons and making sweet lemonade. And that is what a success instigator is, and that is who I am. So what is it that I do? Well, there are a couple things that I do being a success instigator. One of the things that I do within Project Push um, is, and I really got started on accident, um, are are video services. And what I mean by that is I I actually um, was creating a video for my notary business, Signature Notaries, and it kind of spilled into Project Push. Now, understand that Project Push really just started as a simple motivational speech that I um, delivered because my aunt was asking a favor of me. And um, it, it stemmed from there. The push, project pushed them from there. Um, and I was creating a video one day for my notary business, and um, it kind of spilled over. And the videos that I, I create now are primarily, you know, book trailers or um, educational or, or training videos, and then I do some promotional videos. And not to mention that I always make sure that whoever I'm speaking to, uh, who's a business owner or entrepreneur, that they have their own business card video and the reasons why they need it and, and why a business card video is more powerful than a business card. Um, the other service that I provide is um, coaching. And basically I provide or I give my clients the strategy of how they can become the solution provider for their customers because essentially consumers are only going to buy items or services that solve their problem because any business, it doesn't matter you know, what industry it's in, all businesses are solution providers. So, for example, one of my clients, um, they have a service that provides specific marketing and, and promotional support um, for women uh, business owners. And we collaborated on building um, this downloadable product um, that can be used by her clients on a regular basis. And now we both market the product, and when the product is sold, we both generate money. So it's a win-win. So I don't coach and then send you on your way. I coach you and stay with you and make sure that, you know, while you're making money, I'm making money as well. It's a joint venture. It's a joint collaborative uh, pro- uh, project. Now, speaking of collaborative projects, the other thing that I do is, is I host online events with other entrepreneurs. And 
I like to con- connect with different types of entrepreneurs. It doesn't really matter uh, what your industry is. I want to be able to connect with different types of entrepreneurs because you never know what interesting tidbit you can offer to your network. You know, a recent, and, and, and this is ongoing, collaboration that I, that I do on an annual basis is, is called uh, my B4 event, and it's the letter B uh, next to the number four. And that symbolizes um, my my ebook, Big Business on a Bankrupt Budget. That's where the four Bs comes from. And it basically brings my knowledge of building a business on a bankrupt budget along with other entrepreneurs uh, in various fields. We come together to present this online conference to the masses. And all the entrepreneurs that I collaborate with have a specific business or offer a specific service um, that is beneficial to building business. Now, it, it kind of works like this. What I don't know about websites, uh, you know, may be offered by a speaker uh, at the conference or another entrepreneur speaker may, they may talk about health and, and wellness uh, and the importance of how to find your balance. The key is to align with like-minded entrepreneurs who have the same vision and who also want to help support others on their success journey. Now, to tie this all up, understand that instigating success is really another title for for coach. I move you, I push you, and I ensure that you have the resources to keep you on track to reach your goals and build your success story. Now, some may call me a bully or maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm too assertive, but understand that I get the job done and in the end, Everyone is happy because, really, instigate is not a bad word. It just means to start something, uh, like to urge or, or to stir something up, and that is exactly what I do. I help entrepreneurs start moving in their success journey. I urge them to action, and I stir up the gifts that are inside of them because, for me, it's not enough to motivate. That's why I instigate. This is Rhonda Nails, a.k.a. The Success Instigator. Now, if you want to connect with me online, make sure that you visit my website, which is project-push.org. I want to thank everybody for joining me, and we will catch you next time. Thanks. Everyone likes free stuff, right? What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough, so why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project.org hyphen push.org.
stay on track? Are you a dreamer? Do you need guidance or accountability to stay on track? Or simply want others excited about your dreams as much as you? Let's go together, no excuses, go to dreamswovensupportnetwork.org, go to dreamswovensupportnetwork.org, come on and live your dreams with me, so I can breathe. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear or pain or loss or disappointment. And yet each of us has awakened a risen. Uh, somehow made our ablution, seen other human beings, and said, Morning, how are you? Find things in you. It's amazing. Wherever that abides in the human being, there is the nobleness of the human spirit. Despite it all, black and white, Asian, Spanish, Native American, pretty, plain, thin, fat, vowed or celibate, we rise. Oh, my God. 
naturally. There go rising. So much for staying tuned to this needs to be said. I hope you've been inspired and motivated and I hope you took a lot of great tips. So what we're gonna do right here is get out. Don't stand up, you'll fall for something. You can't do anything if you don't do nothing. Gotta be about it, help us all. Gotta show the world, support us all. Doesn't matter if you're young or old, little child, little eye or bold, make a better place for our living. Start right now, I can't wait till the All right, me and my equipment, sorry about that. I hope that you've enjoyed everything you've heard so far on This Needs to Be Said from Deanna Heiliger of Me to the Power of We.com, as well as Rhonda Nails, the success instigator of Project-Push.org. We're getting ready to get into our conversation with Coach Tony Ussery. He is the author of The Fitness Game, and he is our TATBS Tribe Fitness Coach. How are you, Coach? How, what's going on? What you getting ready to do to us? Hey, how's it going? It's going. Going, <laughs> okay. going. Did you get my? I did. I got me some email? new shoes, though. I got me some new shoes. I have to always share something with you. I got these gravity-defying sneakers. Okay. 
Anyway, I invested in a pair of sneakers so that I could get serious about this. You define work. That's cool. Anyway, I was trying to open it and I couldn't open it, so I'm gonna go back in there because it may be my computer. But I did see a note from my trainer. I'm getting ready to send you your new workout. And I okay. hear everybody, I hear, I hear all that tribe on the show with the email that we get ready to, to hit it and get started. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to start focusing, putting you all under the microscope and focusing now. So we're going to get we're going to get okay. Going. Okay. So you, all right. Well, I'm ready work. for it. What's the, what's the topic for this week? Well, today, um, actually, I, I, I just got back. I had to give a speech. Um, to uh, a group, and they asked me to to give them something that uh, was motivational and eye opening. So what I did was, and I don't think we ever talked about it. Um, I did it, and it was called uh, it's it's a, it's your just do it moment, okay? Okay. Um, and you know, Nike, the, the Nike, they got it right when they say, you know, their, their slogan, just do it. But we don't really understand, you know, just how important it is that we do that. And the thing that I do did was I broke down for people just how much time that we have left to get our just do it moments done because those are defining to us. You know, we go through life just bebopping around, but every once in a while, we'll get a just do it moment, and if we don't take the time to just do it, that's when we fail. And so, you know, we're, 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 the one thing that we're short on, the one thing that we, that, you know, we can have all the money in the world, we can have all the power in the world, we can have all the luxury in the world, we can have, we can be in the best shape in the world, what we don't have and what we can't buy back, and and that's time. And the thing is, is that every moment that we're moving forward, whether we're standing still, whether we're sitting down, whether we're sleeping, time is marching on. And so, you know, it's time for us to really, people to really sit down and, and really understand that that is their that's that's your time is the most precious thing that you have, you know, your life and then your time, because at some point it's going to run out on us on us all, and hopefully later than sooner. But when you look back, it's kind of like, you know, man, this hour is really dredging on. You know, I'm at work or whatever I'm doing. But then as you look back, it's like your life went in a blink of an eye. And so it's, it's, it's time to just stand up. Everybody just needs to stand up, take a deep breath, and go, you know what? It's time. It's time for me to just do this. Whatever it is, got to get it done because every day that I don't get it done, it's just a day of failure. And that's how we need to start looking at it. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how fast we move, it doesn't matter how slow we move, it doesn't matter if we get sideways, it just matters that we start doing 
doing what we're supposed to do. And if we don't, then it's all, if we fail, it's our fault. It's just our fault. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, there's no excuse because the one thing that we're all given, we're given time. And we don't know how, how long that's going to be, but that's something we are given, you know. And if we have our, all our faculties together, you know, if, if we have all our brain power together, then there's no excuse to move forward to try to accomplish the things that we know that we should be accomplishing in life. And so I say this to say it's time for people to get off their asses and get the, and let's go. That's what it's time to do. Enough with the excuses. Enough with the 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 wallowing in self pity. Because whether you wallow in self pity, you're moving forward, you're jumping, you're doing gravity gravity defying stunts with your new gravity defying shoes. Guess what? Time is marching on. So, <laughs> it don't matter. It don't stop for no man, you know. So. It's time for us to just step up and let's go. And as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself as well because I'm driving me too. You know, it's like we got to get this done, whatever it is. Whatever your goal is, you need to start today. Forget waiting about tomorrow or the first of the month or, you know, I'll set it up to on a Monday because who wants to start things on a, you know, this is Monday, but by the time the day is over, then Tuesday, then I'm starting in the middle of the week trying to get something accomplished. Tell all that. We need to go right now, right this minute. Okay. We need to we need to start saying I'm getting whatever it is on my goal sheet, whatever it is I'm supposed to do in life, it's time to start now, this minute. I agree. That's now, where does the NLP play into this? Remember, it's easier, and I don't know if we've talked about this either, because we've talked about a lot, but here's the thing. What people don't understand is it's really hard to get something started. You know, I say we got to go, but it's hard to get something started because just the law of inertia, it takes 10 to 100 times more energy to start something than it does to maintain it or even stop it, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so tough for everybody to get started. Because it doesn't matter whether it's a relationship, whether it's business, whether it's health, whether it's, you know, learning, learning a new craft, whatever it is, that, hard, that start is hard and it's understandable. But it's a necessity. You know, it has to happen. You've got to start. The, the, the thing where the NLP comes in is that your mind doesn't know the difference between imagined and real. Okay, so if you can get your mind, remember they say it takes ten thousand hours to it takes ten thousand hours to 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 master something. Okay, that, mm-hmm. that's the, that's what they I've say. heard that. Okay. Uh-huh. okay, but here's the thing: your mind can take that ten thousand hours and reduce it a hundredfold, a thousandfold, because Mm-hmm. Your mind, what it takes is you, you be, that thing that you're trying to master to get into the subconscious. It didn't take you 10,000 hours to learn how to drive, but yet 
you can drive and you mastered it, right? It didn't take you 10,000 hours to learn how to walk when you were a kid. What 10,000 hours? Your mind clicked in, you mastered it. What we need to understand is we need to learn how to use our mind. Our mind, we need to see the picture ahead of time because it's easier to see something and go backwards. Like, let's, let's say you just started a business. I'll give you an example. You just started a business, whatever it is, and you're working your butt off and you grow it for five years, Right? You 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 you, yeah. you start the business. You've grown it for five years. It's a success. Now all of it's stripped away, right? But what do you right. still have? You still have the knowledge. So right. how easy is it going to be for you to start over again with the knowledge that you have? It's easier to it's easier once you have the knowledge. So what you have to do is you have to get your brain believing that you have knowledge. So you need to see the picture ahead of time. You need to see the picture at the success point. That's why I said vision boards are so important. That's why, because now you're working backwards from the problem, not forward. You're not climbing the mountain. You're rolling down the hill. So that's why you envisioning how you get, how you, you envisioning you being successful in your goal, you seeing it so clear is so important because here's the thing what you can do. Your mind, once it focuses on and understands and gets the concept and, and, and grabs onto the fact that you're successful, your mind's already ahead. So guess what your subconscious is going to do? It's going to pull you toward that goal that you have to go. And your subconscious will weave you in and out of trouble and in and out of the things you need to be in, and you instinctively know the direction if you have your mind focused on the success already. And that's why the vision board. That's why I say get a picture. What do you want to look like? Get a picture close to where you want to look like and focus on that because your body's going to get you there. Your mind's going to get you to where that your body wants to be. You just have to lock into that, okay? Once you lock into it, then it's kind of like uh, one of the things we do in, in LMP, we'll say, okay, here's what I want you to do. Once I get you to lock in on the fact that you're successful, you're going to imagine yourself being interviewed by a friend or just having a conversation with a friend, I always do, my, mine is always, and I'll give you my example, I'm getting off of my corporate jet, I walk down the stairs, I go to the, 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 the coffee shop, I sit down, and I'm sitting down with a friend, and he's asking me about the last seven years of my life and, or the okay. last ten years of my life, and I'm explaining to him what I've gone through and how I succeeded and just the flow. And what it's actually doing is actually giving you, your subconscious is now giving you the roadmap of how you're going to get where you're going. Because you already have the answers, okay? We already okay. have the answers. We just don't know how to pull them out, and we get in our own way. Remember I told you about how, we're always trying to overthink things, and we're always trying to, to, you know, 
we gotta we gotta give it thought and we gotta give it focus and we gotta and we just don't let our brain do what it's supposed to. Right. Our 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 conscious job is to picture the success. Our conscious job is to see the vision. Our conscious job is the CEO of the company. It's to lay out the success and the vision and the and the goals and the triumphs of our company. Our subconscious job is to get it done. So we need to really, 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 really focus in on the success part of this, the finish line. When you know the finish line, when you know where you're going, everything else between the start and the finish will be easier to get there. The road will come clear to you if you do it that way. All all the people that are out there that is successful, that is super successful, their vision was so strong in the beginning that they couldn't be deterred. Nobody could get them off of that. It didn't matter how stupid it sounded. It didn't matter how crazy it sounded. What it did was it got people, it got them locked in to the point where they were just driving unconsciously down that road to success, and they found it. We uh-huh. don't do that. We get in the car and just start driving. Then we start looking for directions. How stupid is that? I want to do this. You know, I want to go to New York. Okay, I'm just going to get my car and start driving. Well, the worst I can do, because I'm on the West Coast, I can't drive west, so I can only drive east, so I'm going to get closer to my goal at least. doesn't put me in New York if I wind up in Florida. It's ludicrous that we wouldn't want to map out where we're going. We don't do that. We don't take the time to do that. We don't really focus and hone in on where we really want to go, and that's why we have a hard time starting. Because if you don't know where you're going, how can you start? we got to start with the end in mind. Coach, are you still taking... Are you taking more people um, for the free uh, 30 yeah, days? I'm not, yes, anybody that signs up. Right now there's 10 in the group, and I'll take as many as you get in the group. Okay, sounds good. And matter of fact, I will... matter of fact so you understand, here's, here's the thing, okay? What I've, here's what I've decided. I had, I had my business is going through – on, especially on the online, it's, it's, it's going, it's taking off, it's going through the roof. I've decided that, as far as, and, and as far as I'm concerned, this show catapulted me into the, mind, the mindset I needed to be in more than you even know. And so, wow. based on that, here's here's my thought: anybody from this show doesn't have to worry about it. It's not, it's not a free 30 days for you guys. It's a free lifetime. If you guys get wow. on board, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to use you as my, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you're going to be my case Both study. Person? Oh, case study. I can be that too. You guys are going to be my case study. It. And I'm going to take your whole group. I don't care if it's, the 10, I don't care if it's 100, if it's 1,000, I'm going to make sure that this case study right here, I want 100% success rate. 
Okay. Great. I'm going to make, I'm going to, I already know the way that everything is poised and everything is going and with the way the business is going now, just the online part, I'm going to make all the money I need can spend, don't need to make it on you guys. But what I do need is I need your participation. I need you to be ready to go. So we're going to get this done. And I'm focusing in on you guys. Sounds good. And the thing is, is that, you know, so I'm just saying, let's, let, we got to get started. And if, any, if you haven't signed up, if you're listening and you haven't signed up, you better sign up because if you haven't signed up by next week or us in the next two weeks, if you haven't signed up, then you're stupid. Because this is All an right. opportunity for you to get where you want to be Mentally and physically. We're just not working on you just physically. You're going to look good, but guess what? You're going to be as sharp as, a, as sharp as you've ever been because we're going to work on your mental focus, and, and we're going to get you just so tuned in and so right that you can't be anything but successful. So now right. if you're not willing to take that and you don't have to pay anything for it, then you're stupid. That's simply put, send Coach Tony Usry an email at A-U-S-S-E-R-Y at gmail.com and put in the subject line TNTBS Tribe. You want to get the fitness, you want to get the fitness plan started. So let's let's do this. Let's grow together. Let's, you know, make the best use of our, our life, our bodies, our time, and we can do that. Uh, one of the biggest benefits thus far of being a listener or being a part of this needs to be said. So join us. Join the TNTBS Tribe. There is a private group on Facebook that I will add you to once he lets me know that you have signed up. So let's do this. Let's grow together. Coach, what I got from you this week is to start with the end in mind and just do it. So we're going to take that. We're going to move forward this week, and we'll see you back here on Monday, all right? I'll be back. All right. Thank you so much. And you'll, we're going get, to start and you'll right. get your workouts. All right. I'm going to get my workout schedule. Uh, we're going to get started with our politics right now with Valerie's son. Listen, I know a holiday caught us, and we didn't get to – get caught up, but there's been some hot stuff in the world of politics. I'm ready to um, hear all of that and then some. I did take a couple of notes. Thank you. That's great. It was um, always wonderful to be back um, doing, the, doing the show and giving our political news. Yes, it has been uh, a few weeks. We've been out with different things. So it was always great to come back and have an opportunity to share. As we have a uh, wonderful day, it seems the weather has been green with us. It's a nice hot sunny day here in the city, which I think is always a great thing. I do love the summer months. Um, few things we've got to get into uh, for some other things. One is that the primary elections are set now for South Carolina. South Carolina is going to go on tomorrow and do their primary elections. Now, uh, all voters must present a valid photo ID to be eligible to vote. That is the law in South Carolina, unlike North Carolina. You do have to present a photo ID in order to be able to vote. Valid forms of identification include a driver's license, South Carolina motor vehicle identification card, a voter registration card with a photo, a federal military ID with a photo, or a U.S. passport. Now, it must be noted if you're using a South Carolina driver's license or a DMV ID card, the license or card must be current and valid. So it's got to be a current valid ID. A voter registration card with photo may be either paper or plastic, but you must have one of those forms tomorrow. Uh, the June 10th primaries are to determine which candidates will represent the Republican and Democratic parties in the November election. 
And when voting in the primary, a voter must say whether he's voting Republican or Democrat. And thus be given the proper ballot. That's extremely important. However, voting in the primary, whether for a Democrat or Republican, in no way affects the way a person may vote in a general election, which will be in November. And if there is a runoff or a primary vote, a voter has declared that same party for the runoff. And a few key um, petitions, and I'm voting for tomorrow, one being lieutenant governor. It won't be until 20, I think it's 2016, when they will be on the same ballot, the governor and the lieutenant governor. But as of now, they can be completely separate entities. So you will be going voting for lieutenant governor of South Carolina, uh, you'll be getting a state treasurer, state superintendent of education, commissioner of agriculture. There are several U.S. Senate races that are being held, as well as some U.S. representative seats. You have judge seats in different counties. There are certainly uh, many incentives to go out and vote tomorrow in South Carolina. I know uh, many of our listeners are people that are here in Maquille are um, familiar and aware, and they are going out to vote tomorrow. They usually do a good job of voting out. They don't expect to have a tremendously high turnout, because, again, whenever it's not a presidential election, or in this case, even an election for the governor. They don't expect that high of a turnout. But I do want to make sure everyone knows tomorrow. And I'm thinking to well in the state of Virginia. They're also doing their primary tomorrow. So our two neighboring states will be having their primaries. One great thing that may actually affect me directly, as well as hundreds of people that I know, is President Obama actually tomorrow is going to finalize an expansion of a program that will help student loan borrowers manage their debt, according to several White House officials, several things we've heard on the weekend. The officials say the president will expand the criteria for an alternative repayment program, which caps monthly payments for certain federal student loans at 10% of the borrower's discretionary income, meaning only about 10% of what you actually earn, you would not have to pay student loans. That would definitely fit. The changes would allow for an additional 5 million borrowers to qualify. It will be available beginning in December of 2015, the official said. Now, the alternative payment programs are designed to help borrowers struggling under the weight of student loans. They include forgiveness programs for on-time payments, and public sector employees. Teachers can have their balance counseled after 10 years, for example. Low-income borrowers can have their balance counseled after 20 or 25 years of on-time payments, which seems like a long time, but a long time takes a long. Borrowers who do not qualify for forgiveness but use a repayment program find their monthly payments reduced and spread over a longer period of time. That means they will pay more over the lifetime of the loan than their additional time to acute interest. An income-based repayment and pay as you earn aren't available for borrowers who turn to private institutions rather than the government. Now, President Obama also will voice his Democratic proposal on Capitol Hill that will allow borrowers to refinance their student loans. Now, this uh, was proposed by Senator Elizabeth Warren, which would extend current rates for new borrowers to those with outstanding loans at higher rates. Now, student loans just became a big deal because it would come to spotlight of the amount of debt that skyrocketed in this country, taking seconds only to home mortgage debt. And that's according to the Consumer Federal Protection Bureau. Also on tomorrow, President Obama is scheduled to discuss the student loan debt and other education topics on the Tumblr website and get more information out on it. But it is a huge story affecting, again, millions of individuals who have taken out loans, specifically those that have done in the last 10 years. But even over a 20 to 25-year span, your student loans, which you be paying, which are required to be paid, how you're required to be paid, is going to take a, a turn. For the good for a lot of people. It's going to be a better term for many people. And, of course, we'll be able to manage a lot of things affecting uh, the amount of money that you will actually have to be paid back and when you'll be paid. So another thing that is happening, I think, personally, in a positive light for President Obama, or as this says, happening under his watch. A new curfew law has been set in Baltimore. It's one of the toughest in the country. But the, uh, at first we didn't think the council would pass it. The city council has now come by, and they have passed it. It is now, the, again, one of the toughest in the country. 
But the nuclear funeral, which required children and teenagers to be inside by 9 p.m., will go into effect this summer. Now, Mayor Stephanie Rollins Blake, who we discussed during the show again, a uh, relatively young African American mayor in the city of Baltimore, said on Monday she would sign the bill in the next several days. Now, the law will go into effect exactly 30 days after she signed it. So she'll be in effect by the end of June, certainly by the beginning of July. After approving the measure in the preliminary vote uh, last month, the council passed the bill 11 to 2. Uh, protesters chanted no youth curfew before the vote, but it was passed. And again, the new curfew would require those under the age of 14 to be indoors by 9 p.m. and teenagers 14 to 16 to be inside by 10 p.m. on weeknights and 11 p.m. on weekends. And again, Baltimore's new curfew will be among the strictest in the country. But this all stems from many incidents that took place last summer and the summer prior to that. But they were in the general belief that if you have one more teenagers off the streets by 11 p.m., and that cuts down some of the reduction of incidents that they had. There were many that were criminal, others that were violent, others that were just destructive that happened over the last two summers. This is what brought this about. And, again, many people have um, kind of leaned both ways on both sides of the fence as it relates to this curfew. But it is something that we're certainly going to see what effect it has on crime and, again, on destruction this summer as opposed to some other summers. But, again, that's in Baltimore, Maryland with Mayor uh, Blake. Speaking of mayors here in our own city, many of us have seen that uh, things have happened recently with former Mayor Patrick Cannon. We saw him going into court uh, on last week, and of course we all kind of know the story of what exactly took place. But the reason he was in court, because on the one side of the plea agreement, uh, Mr. Cannon, really, that was the best chance he had, according to every report, everything we've seen, to actually get some time off of the suspected prison term. The four-year investigation to public corruption, it ended uh, back in March with the arrest of the former mayor remained open with one major change. He now goes from his main target to potentially uh, an informant because he's going to have to give them a lot of information. He's going to basically have to say whatever, whomever, wherever he knew about anything that's taking place or took place, he's going to now have to share with federal handlers. So now on, should uh, Mr. Cannon lie or withhold any information or in any way break the law, the government can revoke the agreement that they have, and Cannon would likely be to have his guilty plea struck in all likelihood, he'll suffer a much, much different sentence. He could also face immediate incarceration, meaning he could be arrested right away. As part of Cannon's plea, the Office of U.S. Attorneys, uh, Ann Tompkins of Charlotte, did not pursue two charges against um, uh, former Mayor Cannon, who could have led to even more time, and it won't bring additional charges against him um, if no new evidence comes out in the investigation. In return for that deal, Mr. Cannon must fully account for all illegal activity that he took part in or knows about. And that requirement goes well beyond the five-year window that was covered in the criminal charges. Now, given that Mr. Cannon spent almost 20 years in public office here in Charlotte, his testimony could cover years of illegal activity and involve numerous people. Some crimes could be too old to prosecute. Others may be relatively recent. Cannon's pleaded guilty on Tuesday again to public corruption charges that involved him basically uh, inheriting or taking more than $50,000 in bribes. Most of the money came from undercover FBI agents posing as out-of-town real estate investors. But documents also in the case show that Mr. Cannon had been a virtual retainer to Charlotte Businessmen, several of them, and one of them has now been identified as a strip club magnet because he does own two of the larger strip clubs here in the area, that being David um, Slimball. Now, the last thing on uh, Mr. Cannon is he now citizens his range are looking to give him between 63 and 78 bucks. So I was going to tell you exactly how many months that is, how many years it is, but we leave that uh, medical business. From 73 to 63 to 78 months is what he is looking at now. A recommendation for prosecutors 
that the judge take into account his cooperation could and should significantly uh, shave off some of that time. As long as, again, he cooperates with everything he has to do. So that's where it stands now. With uh, bad candidates, you should not see anything else taking place unless there is a court date set for when they're going to go in and discuss, potentially attempt to prosecute other members that may have been involved or other things that may have taken place. And, again, the uh, first speculation or the first thing you're going to hear the most is that, as we covered here on the show, Governor McCory, as well as his brother, were mentors to Mr. Cannon from the time he was a young child. He spent many years working under Mr. McCory, and Mr. McCory actually stated that he was grooming him to become the future mayor, as Mr. McCory knew he was going to go on to bigger and better things. He actually groomed Mr. Cannon and took a lot of pride in saying that he was preparing him to run this city. And that, of course, did take place, so he spent many years working side-by-side with Governor McCoy. So it'll be very interesting to see what if, if, in fact, anything comes out of this as we get deeper and deeper into the case with um, Mr. Cannon. Now, again, on the mayor's house, speaking of things happening with the mayor, former Mecklenburg County Chair Jennifer Roberts, who, of course, is a Democrat, she announced on last Wednesday that she plans to run for mayor in the next election, which is going to be in November of 2015. She wants to uh, succeed, of course, Dan Clawfeller, was said he does not plan to run in 2015, although it's now become clear. He said that if he feels that he and city council are working very well together, there is a slight possibility he would run again. But initially he said he had no interest in being the mayor after his term. Roberts had wanted to be appointed mayor by council after Mr. Cannon was out of office after his arrest, but Carl Fellow was chosen instead of her. Other council members seem to be considering a run for mayor, include Democrats by Lyles, David Howard, and Michael Barnes. Also, none of them are expected to make an announcement until next year because, again, there won't be anything taking place until November of 2015. Um, another South Carolina story is that um, Governor Nikki Haley, who uh, certainly is outspoken and certainly is not hard, uh, but this is no stranger to the microphone. You hear a lot of different things from uh, Governor Haley. But one thing she's come out now, she wants to put an end to the annual Atlantic Beach Backfest which has drawn black bikers for decades to this tiny beachside community. It's right outside of Myrtle Beach. Many of us know where Atlantic Beach is located. Uh, but Mayor Jack Evans said he has no plan to end the event that a community that during the days of segregation was one of the only places on the South Carolina coast where blacks were welcome. My friends attracts thousands to Atlantic Beach, a town of less than a square mile. So imagine a town that's only about a square mile long. Um, three oceanfront blocks that have about 350 residents. So only 350 people can call Atlantic Beach home as well as to surrounding areas of coast known as the Grand Strand. So just a small part of the Grand Strand that comes all the way down. Evan said there haven't been many problems with this town, but he is willing to discuss the need for more law enforcement in other areas during the week. Now, of course, this stems from eight confirmed shootings, including one on May 24th that left two people dead in, in Myrtle Beach itself. Memorial Day promoted the formation of two task forces, planned to read their district accommodation for tax bonds, some tourism promotions that beefed up law enforcement and calls to end the rally by community members and the governor. Now, again, Maryland Beach Police said that a triple fatal shooting at the Bermuda Sands Resort on First Avenue North may have been a result of possible gang activity of a Myrtle Beach Police Chief Warren Gale says he had to make that determination. But that seems to be where we're standing again. This tradition that's going on since the early 80s. And um, the mayor said that nothing's taking place in his city in this area, rather this town of Atlantic Beach, and he sees no reason to make any changes or to stop it. So he's going against what the uh, governor has proposed she would like to see, which is always a very interesting situation when that takes place. There's a bill that's now going to require North Carolinians working, receiving unemployment benefits to step up their job-seeking efforts to receive preliminary go-ahead 
from the state house, and they're expecting that on next week. Now, it's going to require jobless workers to contact five potential employees each week, rather than the current two, to remain eligible for unemployment benefits. The bill, which we voted on again for the second time, is now moved on to Senate, and it passed 77 to 39. The bill would also halt the Division of Employment Securities, decade law practice of making hearing notices of contested unemployment cases available to employment law attorneys who pay a monthly fee. The U.S. Labor Department says the policy violates federal regulations, therefore puts the agency's federal funding in jeopardy. But a court order issued in March, an outgrowth of a lawsuit against employment security, requires the state to continue to make new documents available. A legal department has urged the state to pass the bill. So we'll see what takes place with uh, this new bill. Of course, the, the meaning of that or the fact of that is simply that you're going to have to now have five, make five contacts instead of the ones you're already making sure you're worthy to. And you're going to have to call in to do different work when you're deciding how long you're going to apply for and exactly what's going to take place in your particular place as far as your unemployment benefits. I mentioned that loosening some of the requirements on third graders in the state's Read to Achieve program. We talked about several times on the show. Passed the House finally on Thursday, but not before Democrats tried to push for further concessions. The House voted 70 to 43 to concur with the version that has already passed the Senate. The bill now goes to McCoy, Governor McCoy. Read to Achieve was first introduced back in 2012. As part of the Excellent Public Schools Act, students who didn't pass third grade integrated tests to repeat the grade or attend a six-week summer camp. But parents and educators complained that the program led to too much testing as teachers tried to assess students, which took time away from other lessons. Senate President Pro Tem Phil Berger, who championed the initial bill, said he realized the program needed modifications after speaking with educators. The new bill reduces the amount of time a child must attend camp to 72 hours. Those whose parents don't choose camp simply have to repeat the third grade. The new bill would also make it possible for students to demonstrate their reading abilities in other ways should they fail the test. For some parents, the most welcome challenge allows the State Board of Education to approve alternative testing for children with disabilities, which is a major step in kind of revitalizing some of the issues and some of the things that are happening when it relates to or as it relates to some of the testing, especially the testing that takes place at the end of the year on that uh, level, on the third grade level, which, of course, Parents then are supposedly the parents that lead into the final two years of elementary is the first major testing hurdle that most kids face is third grade. You have the third, the fifth, the eighth, and the twelfth are your major testing years. On the subject of our teachers, the Wayne County School Board Commission, Wayne County Board of Commission, sorry, talked today about how they're going to raise teacher pay. School leaders are planning for the idea of running and funding, exactly how they're going to get more money, similar to what's happening here in Charlotte-Mecklenburg School. North Carolina, of course, is 47th out of 50 states. Uh, they rank 47th as far as teacher pay. So there's several different avenues that each county is trying to they are explore, as well as money is going to come from the state level and the federal level. But in Wayne County, Ford wants $29.1 million from the county to provide all school employees with a 3.5% raise. That will give teachers at least $1,000 more a year. The commission wants the school district to dip into its reserves to provide smaller raises of around $237 a year. So basically, if you look at it from having a savings, having a piggy bank, they said, we're going to give you more money, but we're going to have to go into this piggy bank and get some more. Um, the commission passed a motion on last week, planning to raise the amount in supplements teachers pay to the highest in the state. Weight already is the second highest paid supplement with about 6200 a year, uh, only below Chapel Hill. It gives about 6400 But the vote came with a stipulation that pay raises wouldn't increase taxes. Commissioner said they'd ask the school board to dip into the district's undesignated fund balance, which school officials say only has about $6 million left 
because 30 million is being used to balance a very tight and new budget. Now, the commissioners are going to hold a budget work session at 9 a.m. tomorrow. They will 2800 in the Wake County Justice Center, which, of course, is located down on Salisbury Street in Raleigh. And the vote on the budget is expected to take place on next week. So we'll see what changes there because it's going to kind of trickle down to uh, what has happened here or what is proposed here in CMS, where they are attempting to raise teacher pay, but they want teachers to give up their tenure. They're also going to lose staff at the schools. Uh, here in Charlotte, the proposals for longer bus rides, more students on those buses because you're going to shorten down the number of buses. So if it's five coming to your neighborhood, now there may be three coming, and the classrooms are going to be larger. Instead of having 17 students, you may have 20 or 21. Uh, in each class. That's how they're looking to do it at CMS to increase teacher rate. So it's being done a little different in each area. And here in the state of Kansas, the largest teacher union in the state promised on last week to file state court lawsuit against a measure eliminating guaranteed tenure in public schools and perhaps other policies attached by conservative Republican legislators to educate and funding law intact this year. Now, Kansas National Education Association leaders planned for the legal challenge during the news conference. Uh, the 23-member union Topeka, Kansas headquarters. The new law boosts aids to four school districts by $1.5 million for the next school year to attempt to comply with the Kansas State Supreme Court decision in March. Now, with the union coming, of course, they're not unions here in North Carolina, but with the unions coming, that is what they're going to propose in the state of Kansas. So now they're going to actually file a lawsuit saying that you cannot force us to give up our tenure and that the amount of money being stifled into the school system itself must be enhanced. So we'll see how that goes with uh, the school system in Kansas. And this gives you kind of an idea of how different uh, counties, different areas look to propose the same kind of idea that's go about different ways. A few other things I do want to get into before we get out. One being the lack of African-American Republicans. This certainly is no news flash. And the little brothers aside, don't go off when I tell you that there's very few African-Americans or Republicans. But Leo Smith will let me change that. He's the Minority Engagement Director of the Georgia Republican Party. Now, Smith is leading an effort to recruit African-American voters in pivotal states, uh, a priority for a heavily white party staring with uncertainty at a country that's fast becoming more black, Hispanic, and Asian. Smith and other black Republicans who are recruiting voters said there are plenty of black conservatives out there. They just don't want to be identified publicly as conservative or Republican. Getting African-American and other minority voters on board is a priority for the GOP. The problem of conversion rates among whites is shrinking in the United States. Racial and ethnic minorities are expected to make up nearly the majority of Americans in the next 20 years. The number of African-American voters has increased steadily from about 12.9 million in 2000 to 14 million in 2004, 16 million in 2008 to now we're at about 17.8 million. In 2012, blacks for the first time voted at a higher rate at about 66.2% than whites did, which is 64.1%, or ages or Hispanics, with a rate of about 48%. Now, a few of those voters went to Republican candidates. Most African-American voters do not identify themselves as Republicans. Exit polls conducted for the Associated Press and Networks. So only about 60% identified themselves as Republicans back in 2004, and about 4% did so in 2012. So that's been a decrease. The party is starting to uh, do something I think is very interesting. They have united with the college Republicans, and they're now going to historically black colleges and universities, such as Morehouse College in Atlanta and Central State University in Wilberforce, Ohio. Now, on Friday, Cobb Industries, which, of course, is the Charles Knock Foundation, run by billionaire, run by the billionaire, he is patient with several different libertarian candidates, and they have announced a $25 million grant to the United Negro College Fund 
resulted in financial aid to students at black colleges and universities. In a meeting last month with African-American journalist, Republican Paul Ryan, we all remember him as the um, GOP vice presidential candidate in 2012, acknowledged that GOP faced difficulties in wooing blacks, but said that black voters may find some of the party's ideas appealing if they gave the GOP a chance. It's very interesting that now you have Republicans donating quite a sum of money to the United Negro College Fund. As people told me today, it reminds them of Donald Sterling. Of course, we know the story of Donald Sterling giving money to the NAACP, and he was set to receive his second award from them. And now this is very similar. Well, you have the Republican Party donating as much as $25 million to the United Negro College Fund, which again will be staggered out among the African-American college universities in the country. And in Mississippi on last Tuesday, some African-American voters that they voted for the Republican U.S. Senate primary for a battle six-term incumbent, Thad Cochran, in his battle against Senator Chris McDaniel, who enjoys Tea Party support. Harris said that many African-American voters aligned best with the Republican Party on social issues such as abortion, gay rights, school choice, grand schools, but diverged when it comes to federal government for all of protecting civil rights and providing a safety social net um, with black voters. And they have a big issue with economics and the way that money is spent and set up. So it's very interesting uh, to me that there is a concerted effort being made more and more to get more and more Republicans out and amongst the street, out amongst the people to actually bring in more and more African-American voters. And Hillary Clinton said that her family was dead broke after her husband Bill was president. In an interview with ABC News, I on Monday, the former Secretary of State and possible presidential contender, they keep saying she's going to run, said the couple on the merits in the White House saddled with legal fees at that. Clinton said they struggled to finance mortgages for houses and for daughter Chelsea's education. Financial disclosures show that the family in 2001 owed millions of dollars in legal bills stemming from Bill Clinton's time in the White House. Republicans said the remarks show it was difficult for ordinary people to relate to Clinton, who made a fortune in speaking fees to promoting the new book. Democrats leveled on a similar charge against the GOP's wealth with 2012 presidential candidate uh, Mitt Romney. We certainly remember all the things that Mitt Romney and his finances. So some of the major things that uh, just taking place here in the last um, week or so. Again, we're going to go on to cover so many things uh, throughout the week that happened in politics. But those are some of the main things that uh, are interesting, some of the things you read here and see about as we go into the further weeks. But again, it's always a uh, great time to come out political news. And again, I can't stress enough to my listeners in the state of Virginia and the state of South Carolina, be aware to go out tomorrow and uh, vote. Cast your primary vote. Make sure that your voice is heard and that you set up the right people for the primary and only sorry for the general election in November. Ways to contact me, which again, many people have done. I saw some people last week actually written saying that they uh, miss you in the show. Valerie Sun on Facebook. You go on Facebook, Valerie Sun, V A L P R I E S O N, Valerie Sun. And then LinkedIn will take you to Talking Politics. When you go to Talking Politics, you then will have an opportunity to write whatever it is. whatever question you want to talk about, whatever it is you want to discuss, or something you've seen or heard in the news. And, of course, you go to my, my favorite app on my phone. That is, this needs to be said. It will take you to Captain Wydale's site where you not only can hear my show, but you can hear everyone else that comes on. And you certainly can add any question or anything that your inquisitive mind may have. You certainly can um, give those things to Captain as well as it will reach me. And, again, it gives you an opportunity to kind of hear my, this show as well as others. And, a lot of topics together we all can uh, discuss and talk about many things that happen in the world of politics which again affects us in so many different ways you did an excellent job and you covered the thing i wanted to know about at the top of the show about um 
Patrick Cannon. And did you say months or did you say years? He is facing 63 to 78 months. And is, that, um, is that reduced from the amount of time they um, initially put out there? Because I thought it was some years that he was yes. facing. Oh, yes. okay, wow. Wow. He agreed, he agreed to plead guilty. So that, that was the purpose of him going to court last week. But he went to court last mm-hmm. week, he pleaded guilty. So in pleading guilty, part of his deal was we're going to reduce your time significantly as long as you provide all the information we need. So now he basically has become an informant. So as long as he can give them the information they want, then he's right now facing 63 to 78 months, and that even could be reduced based upon what they find out and what he leads them to and what takes place further with this case. So he's uh-huh. going to be in jail time, but it's a matter of how much and when he'll begin. Oh, okay. And again, and again, if he does anything wrong during this time, if he breaks any kind of law, gets any kind of trouble, he could be incarcerated immediately. That's the first thing. And secondly, his time could be extended. So he has to stay out of trouble, and he has to cooperate completely with the feds, as everyone says. He has to, he has to um, cooperate with them fully and remain out of trouble. And if that takes place, then that's the kind of time he's, he's facing. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, that's definitely been interesting in the world of politics, and as always, you've gotten us caught up in a, a nice summary of that. What is your one tip you'd like to give us all to keep us on top of the world of politics in the meantime? Well, absolutely. Watch the news. Watch the news is the easiest, most uh, informative thing you can do. And, now again, I say all the time, if you watch the first five minutes of it, almost invariably you're going to see something in the world of politics. Something is going to happen. Something is going to be uh, impactful in the world of politics. And you get actually a visual. Some people are better actually. You hear them saying about it, then you actually get a visual of what's taking place. If you just do, uh, dedicate the first five minutes, be the 5 o'clock mm-hmm. news, start news, 11 o'clock news, you would be amazed mm-hmm. in five days how much you would know about what's going on in the world of politics, especially in your local area. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we'll see you back here on next Monday. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. There will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing is not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. that a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing, they stop wanting anything, they they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like, jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know, that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it? That you talked yourself out of it? 
you're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you, it may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs, but they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard, we will find inventions that we never, ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is, what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day, workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. That the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a thing that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back, because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, 
see, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams. Yes to your unfolding future. Yes to your potential. As opposed to saying no. When you die, die on eat. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Special thanks to our sponsors, Restoration Ministries, Church of God in Christ, where they're restoring the world through God's Word. They're located at 1204 Commercial Avenue, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. Men of Action with LaShawn Huntley, promoting social change one man at a time. They are located at Men of Action, .web.officelive.com Therapeutic Concepts, Inc. with Asha Sims. They can be found at www.tconceptsinc.org Center for Sexual Health and Education with Dr. Willahan. A Lifetime of Great Sex. They can be found at www.bestsexualadvice.com Thank you to everyone who supports us by logging into the chat room, hanging out with us on the phone lines, and just logging in and listening online, period. Be sure to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash this needs to be said. Tell someone about the great show you just heard. Heck, if you thought it sucked, tell them anyway. Either way, tell them to tune in and share their opinion with us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email is letstalk at thisneedstobesaid.com. There is an elephant in the room, and hey, we're going to talk about it. You were thinking it? We're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day. <laughs>